verse 2. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. And the watchman opens the gate for him. And the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. That may be somebody in here today. Let us pray. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this evening, Lord God, for your word, Lord Jesus. Lord, I know that there is no accident with you, Lord God, in each and every day, each situation, that, Lord, you're, you have your hand over each and every life, Lord God. And there's a reason for everything in your kingdom. And I pray, Lord God, that today your children, your sheep, would hear your voice, Lord God, And that those who've been hearing the voice of a stranger, the devil, Lord God, the thief, the robber, that they would recognize who's been speaking to them. And that, Lord, those here who have not been listening to the shepherd, though they know him and recognize his voice, that, Lord, you would rebuke their disobedience, Lord God, that you'd show them the way, Lord God. That, Lord, you'd show them the plans that you have for their lives. Lord God, I pray your voice would become so clear in this place tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So tonight, I'm going to focus on a handful of points. The first points I'm going to focus on is, one, the voice of God. So if you're taking notes, write that down. The voice of God, the voice of the shepherd. So God slash shepherd. Um, The second point is the voice of the thief. And the third point is the voice of your flesh. So we're going to be mainly focusing on John chapter 10, but we will look around at other scriptures tonight. So here in in John chapter 10, what we see so far is this example of a shepherd and a flock. Has anyone in here ever been a shepherd? I don't know. I I could be surprised if anybody would be here because this is an urban city. So anybody at all, ever, ever? Raise your hand, nobody? Okay. Has anybody here milked a cow? This is random. I have. Yeah, you guys are cool. Okay, has anyone here milked a goat before? Random, sorry. I just wanted to know. I'm curious. Okay, so I have. <laughs> it's it's pretty gross. They smell bad. But anyways, so <laughs> but it was fun. <laughs> anyways, so here's an example of a shepherd and his flock. And as you could tell, God is the shepherd. Jesus is the shepherd. He actually goes on to say that. In verse 11, just so you know, I'm giving it away. If you haven't read this scripture before, he's the shepherd. He's also the gate. It's kind of interesting. Something might speak to you about that tonight. I hope so. Anyways, tonight I want to kind of like put it in today's terms too. Has anyone here ever owned a dog or an animal that listens to you? Yeah, not too many people. You ever had a goldfish that followed your finger? No, I'm joking. I know some of you in here are like, I never had a dog. I never had a... Okay. Well, even if, even if the animal didn't listen to you, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Everybody, again, again, again. Okay. I want to see who I'm speaking to. Now, who here has ever been to someone's house 
and like they have a cute dog and they're like yeah my dog could do so many tricks they're like sit Fido and then the dog sits down and then you're like let me try sit Fido and he just looks at you and he <laughs> and he doesn't sit down he doesn't listen to you because you're not his owner yeah so it God God is similar with us I mean we're not we're not like dogs like oh I don't care about you but you know how your dog is your best friend whatever God is like our best friend and those who are his will listen to him Amen. So, I want to reread verse 3. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Do you know God's voice today? Or are you confused? about who's speaking to you, who's speaking in your heart and your mind. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm here today to make this clear. The voice of the shepherd is the voice that speaks life, healing, truth, and love. That's the voice of God. Let's continue reading. Verse 7. Therefore Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to do what? Okay, that was a little disunified. That was not in sync. I didn't like it. The devil came to do what? Who's, wait. Who is that? The devil? Who here has ever been robbed? Oh, dang, that's a lot of people. Okay, well, that you guys will understand my examples then. Who here has ever had their stuff destroyed before? Or their life by something or someone, a situation? Um, who here has ever had someone in their life killed, even before your eyes maybe? Yeah, that's not God. Do you think God goes around, say, like, goes to people, steal their car, kill their cousin, get revenge. That's not God. Okay? God's voice speaks. Like I said, these, these aren't all the ways that God speaks, but this, like, the general things, he speaks life, not death. He doesn't kill, murder. God's not like, I want them all to die. No. He speaks life. He speaks healing. He doesn't say, oh, yes, I want this person to suffer a brutal death of, of disease. He's not, like, thinking, like, sick in a twisted way like that. Who knows here that sickness comes from sin? It comes from, it was it entered into this world through sin, through Adam and Eve. Okay, and so did sin, Adam and Eve, that, that whole situation. Does anyone here not know the story of Adam and Eve? Okay, good, good. If you, if you just were lying, it's okay, you could ask me later. So, Okay. <laughs> It's okay, I understand. If you're the only one who doesn't know, it's kind of hard. But okay, so death and sickness and all that, God God created the ability for them to be here, but he's not the one that's like, yes, I want this to happen like that. Okay, so he his voice speaks truth, truth, and love. He doesn't lie. God's not a liar. He's not twisted. 
God's not a pervert. I feel like someone in here needs to hear that. God's not a pervert, okay? Okay? And his voice speaks love, not hate, not bitterness, not jealousy, not rage, not anything like that. Now, let's move on. Because we're talking about the devil, the thief, who does what again? Okay. The voice of the thief. So, you know the first three. He speaks and acts in these ways. Stealing, killing, and destroying. Okay, and we already went through all those things. You thought of those instances in your life where that happened. It was the devil's attacks on your life to pull you away from God. Other ways that he speaks. Through lies. The opposite of God. God speaks the truth. The devil speaks lies. The Bible says that the devil's the father of all lies. Through confusion. God makes things clear to you. He doesn't, he doesn't come to you and say, okay, let me draw you a picture right now. He does sometimes. He will give you visions. But he doesn't every day say, okay, let me draw you a picture. I'm going to tell you everything that's going to happen today. I'm not one thing that, you know, everything's perfect and your life's going to be a bowl of cherries. And, you know, he, he doesn't do that, okay? He, he, he doesn't confuse you either, though, okay? The devil will come in and be like, are you sure you're going to prosper? Are you sure you're supposed to go to SUM? Are you sure? <laughs> Some people know what I'm talking about in here, okay? Okay. He comes in, are, are you sure? Are you sure? It's like he makes you doubt in God and he makes you doubt in yourself. He speaks, like I said, death, he speaks with killing, stealing, destroying. His actions are, that's, that's what wraps around the devil. Okay. I want to continue reading. I was in verse 10. I didn't finish it, so I'm going to reread it. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have and have it to the, have it half empty? (laughs) Jesus was not a pessimist, clearly. (laughs) To the full, okay? That's a promise. He wants you to have life and have it to the full. Now, does that mean the way the devil wants you to have it? Like, oh, yeah, you know, he wants me to have life to the full. Let me go out and party. Woo! Have it to the full. That's not to the full, man. That's an empty life. Who here could testify that drinking and getting high is empty? All that. I could testify to that. I've gone through that. It's empty. It ruins you. You wake up the next morning wanting more, not satisfied, just depressed, not knowing which way you're going, ashamed of yourself. That's not God. Anyways continue verse 11 i am the good shepherd who's speaking but hold on a second he said that what did he say he was before but he's the gate and the shepherd that's a little confusing is it Mm? no it's not (laughs) he's giving you a hint he's telling you who he is yes he's saying that he's the gate It's so interesting. Let's look at verse 2 again. I want you all to catch this, and if you don't, I'll be really sad. Okay. Verse 2. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. Okay. In other words, yeah, I was joking for that. I was trying to let people figure that out. In other words, Jesus is God. Okay. And this is just another area in Scripture where he's making that clear. He's not just saying, I'm just the way. He's saying, I am him. I am him. I am. God is good. All the time he is. Amen. 
Okay. So, verse 11 again. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So, the shepherd owns the sheep. Jesus owns us. And the higher hand would be like a pastor, someone, a leader in your life, okay? Not all pastors, just you're going to get it. You'll see. Okay. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he does what? He abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the what? The wolf attacks and the flock scatters. Oh, attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Now, for that portion of the scripture, that's just kind of testing the hearts of pastors right there and leaders and mentors. You know what I'm saying? Because we're human. We need the love of Christ in our heart. But the nature of man is to give up and quit. Jesus. Okay. I'm going to continue. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and they shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. Amen. So the third voice is the voice of your flesh. Now, what I mean by that, some of you, that that might be new to you. I don't know everyone in this place. But your flesh is your desires. Your flesh is your desires. Your carne, your your flesh, okay? It's it's your human nature that is it's it's not the devil because it's your own free will. Okay? But it's the bad side of your free will. That's what your flesh is, okay? And what your flesh speaks to you, it's like your conscience says things of rebellion. You don't have to go to church. They just think they're better than you. <laughs> You don't, you don't have to go to evangelism. You're tired. You got to rest. Yeah, sure, you rested like 12 hours the other day. But sleep some more. And it's not even the devil. It's you. It's like, I deserve this break. <sighs> and it's like, when have you gone evangelizing this week? Okay, mm. your flesh. Pride. Lord Jesus. Lord, <laughs> I'm praying right now because I think we all deal with pride. We all deal with pride. I deal with pride. Look at me. I'm sitting right here, and I deal with pride. Everybody, all of you deal with pride, okay? All of you. And w- There's different kinds of pride. You might be like, but I'm so humble. I bring desserts to the cafe, and I'm the bomb. I'm so, I'm such a servant. And it's like, well, did you do what Pastor Joe asked you to do? Mm? <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, okay. Why didn't you? Well, I, I had a lot to do. You know, I, 
I had more important things to do, like go go to Six Flags, whatever. Whatever it may be. You can't go to Six Flags right now. But you know what I'm saying, you know? Things get in the way. That's called pride. I don't want to listen to them. Who do they think they are? Oh, they think they're special because they're an elder? <laughs> oh, they think they're special because they're in 201? <laughs> oh, they go to church. They feel, oh. Yeah, pride. That's you. The devil doesn't need to help you with that. The devil doesn't need to help you. You already, you, you set yourself up for that one. Okay? Clean the floor. I don't want to clean the floor. <laughs> There's a couple of these. There's rebellion, laziness, pride. Okay, and now here's a little bit of a different one. It's more of a little, ooh, pity patty party one. Self-esteem, low self-esteem. That's your flesh. Any kind of self-esteem, but pride is one. So anyways, low self-esteem, self-abasement. When you, I'm never going to make it. Like Pastor Joe preaches about this. You don't even need the devil to help you to tear you down because you've gotten so far away from God on your own, you've decided to walk away that you get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm never going to come back. I'm never going to make it. The devil's just like, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah, you said it for me, man. (laughs) You know? So these are three voices that you will hear in your head. Who will you listen to? Are you going to listen to your good shepherd? Your father in heaven. Are you going to listen to him? Or are you going to listen to the one who's robbing you every day? That's like you having a, you know, I don't know. I remember growing up, my brother used to have these best friends that they would come and always steal from him. And he'd be like, yeah, they're my best friend. And I'm like, he just stole your Nintendo 64 game. But he's my friend. And I'm like, like, can't you see that this person's not your friend? The devil is not your friend. Do you get what I'm saying? He is not your friend. He is stealing, killing, and destroying everything in your life. Your dreams, your promises. Oh, but, you know, but I, I have this dream to, to record music, and it's going to be the best thing in the world. It's going to be like, like Celine Dion. It's going to be amazing. And it's like, okay, you know what, again, now you're not listening to the thief. It's yourself. It's your flesh. Again, who will you listen to? Can you say to Jesus, Jesus, I trust you with the plans that you have for my life? You made me. I am yours. I'm your little sheep. Can you humble yourself and say that to your maker? Your maker. He made you. He made you. He made the food you eat. Anyways, who will you listen to? Something just kind of like lit up in my mind as I was um, preparing to deliver this word beforehand. And what God put in my heart was who you listen to will determine who you are. Just to put it simply, you know, who you listen to will determine who you are. So that brings me to the next three points. The three sheep, type of sheep. There's the stray well, actually, I want to go first with the obedient, the one who listens to the shepherd, okay? The obedient. Are you the obedient sheep? The obedient sheep is the one who listens to God's voice, who recognizes his voice. How do you recognize God's voice? You recognize his voice by reading his word, by worshiping him, by going to church. If you're not doing that, then you're going to be like, I think God told me to punch that person in the face. 
hey, what do you think? Do you think God told me to punch that person in the face? And if you're hanging out with the wrong kind of sheep, they're going to be like, yeah, man, do it. But if you're hanging out with God's sheep, they'll be like, of course not. Are you dumb? No. That's not God's voice. Okay. So the obedient listen to his voice. The way you know his voice is reading his word, worship, prayer, church, good things, God things. That's how you know his voice. From my personal experience, I learned to recognize God's voice in worship time at church. And, and, and this, I, I went to another ministry beforehand. I used to belong to another awesome ministry. Um, and the way they did things at times was like they would have worship services. And I would come to the front like everyone else, same type of deal. And it, in these worship services, it was for youth. In these worship services, my pastor would be like, if you feel like you have a word, go up to the mic and give the word, you know, if you feel God speaking to you. And this is after I'm saved, okay? I surrendered my life to Christ. He changed me, made me new, no longer living in sin, okay? And I heard God say stuff, and I thought I heard him saying stuff, but because I never was able to, I wasn't sure yet, you know? I was at that point where I'm like, is that God? Is that not God? I don't know if that's God. Because I was at that point, I, I wouldn't go up for a while. But then somebody would come up, and they would give a word, and it would be something like, like, I see, like, some people would get visions, some people they would hear, like, you know, words, like prophecy. And they would be like, you know, I see this, this, and that. And it would be exactly what I saw, you know. I, I hear God saying that there's somebody in here who's confused. And it's like, and, and that they're thinking this, this, and that. And it would be like exact to the T what I was just hearing in my mind. And then, so that trained me to know, like, oh, hey, like, that's God's voice. Like, okay, we're in agreement here. It's not against the Bible, and this person just heard what I heard. So that has to be God. Yeah, so I learned to recognize his voice. And, you know, as you already know, he speaks life, healing, and truth, and love. And anything else against that, opposite to that, is not God. Okay? So anyway, the second type of person is the stray. Okay? Now, this is the person enveloped in darkness. Okay? This is the person who they want to know God, but they're just stuck in the darkness they choose the darkness they choose their sin they choose they choose they choose the wrong and they listen to the thief they're the one who it's like like if you could see in your mind this little sheep pen and then there's the gate and then there's the watchman with the gate and the shepherd you know coming in and out and they're good sheep and whatnot and the wolf coming in through the side the wolf's like come here i have an awesome life for you and there's that one sheep that's like Maybe he does have an awesome life for me. Maybe those drugs weren't so bad. Maybe mm, that's the stray. I want to turn to John chapter 3, if you would, please. And say amen when you are truly there. If one of you could bring me water, please. One of you, whoever's there. Thank you. John chapter 3, verse, I want to start in verse 19. This is the verdict for the stray, as I will put it. <laughs> it doesn't say that, but this is the verdict. Light has come into the world. Who is the light? Jesus is the light. That is right. The light has come into the world, but men loved darkness instead of the light, because their deeds were 
evil. Yes. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth does what? Comes into the light. Yes. Whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. Amen. So the question is, is are you choosing darkness? Is this you? As I'm, as I'm explaining these things to you, I want you to identify yourself, to find out so you can discover if you really have been trying to hear God or if you've just been like, like the choosing the darkness, like I was explaining. The stray is the one who goes astray. If you're astray in here, that means that you're the one who's deciding to go away. It's not God. It has nothing to do with God. You're the one who's loving the darkness. It's you. It's your choosing. It's your choice. The devil will tempt you. Like I said, the little wolf is like, come here. I have candy, whatever, you know. And, <laughs> and you're like, but you're the one who's falling for it. It's not God's fault. It's not that God doesn't love you. It's not that. It's your, it's you. But God could change you. Because you may be an evil little sheep, but he can make your wool as white as snow. Amen. Also, for that section, I want to go to 1 John, chapter 1. Okay, verse John, chapter 1, verse 6. Say amen when you're there. Okay. It says, if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. Let me read that again. If we claim to have fellowship with God, with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie. Say that. Lie. Say it again. Lie. That makes you a liar. <laughs> Thank you. So if you're a liar in here, you're going to recognize it right now. We lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good. That's deep. Amen. Okay, real quick, I want us to go to Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Say amen when you're there. <laughs> Oops, lost the paper. It's okay. Okay, what I want to focus on is verse 11 and on. If I say, this is King David, he's singing a song unto God. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The light, the night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Darkness is as light to you. Now, I want to refer this back to being obedient. 
because it goes on to say, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Who made you? Who made you? You know, I get kind of confounded. I know I keep going on tangents. I get kind of confounded when I look now, like God's taking me through a season where I'm looking on the street and I look at everybody. I look at all of you, and I'm amazed. Because you're like, you're going to laugh at me, okay? Because I'm, I'm like, I act like a hippie sometimes, okay? I'm not trying to do it. I just, it's the way I think, okay? But you guys are little people, man. Like, not little, like, small, but, like, you guys are little people with little arms and little legs and little faces and little hearts. And you guys are just awesome. Like, like you know, like, how can you say there's no God or that we're an accident? Like, you guys have, like, hearts and, like, personalities. And, like, no, it was an accident through science, the Big Bang happened, and we all transformed into monkeys after that for millions of years. Like, you have it all mixed up and twisted, like some strange uh, wannabe evolution theory or whatever. And it's like, how are you an accident? How are you an accident? You're too unique, man. What does it say here? You, my gosh, King David, he says in verse 13, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Praise him. Be obedient to him. He made you. You know, the whole psalm is amazing, actually. I love the whole thing. Like, um, in verse 1 it says, Oh, Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. The shepherd knows who? His sheep, and that's you. He knows you. He searches you. He sees you. Follow him. Okay? You, okay, I want to I wanna go back to verse 2. I'm sorry, I keep dancing around on this chapter. Okay, you know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my laying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You have me in behind and before. You laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. He knows you, man. He knows every mole on your body, every hair on your head. He knows everything. He knows if, you're, if you have six toes. He knows if you have no toes, okay? He knows. He knows. Amen. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> now, you want to be obedient. I could tell you that. But you're going to figure that out. If you hear his voice, you will be obedient to his voice. You will not turn to the voice of the enemy. Now, the third sheep is the disobedient little sheep. Disobedient. Uh-oh. Say, everybody say, uh-oh. Who here has been a disobedient sheep before? I've been a disobedient sheep before. If you would, um, turn with me to Jonah, the book of Jonah. Amen when you're there. Jonah, just, I just want you to be there. I want you to learn your Bibles. <laughs> and if you didn't turn there, you're prideful. Get over your pride. I know the Bible. Well, one day you might forget the chapters if you're not careful. Okay? Say amen when you're there. At least some of you aren't lying anymore. <laughs> That's good. 
You don't have to say amen if you're lying. The Lord knows. Okay, so Jonah, chapter 1. Now this is, Jonah was a little bad sheep. He heard God's voice. It wasn't like he was confused, like, like um, you know, it wasn't like he was confused, like, well, I'm hearing the wolf. The wolf is speaking to me. The devil is speaking to me and is confusing me. It wasn't like he was, he, the, the, Jonah was not astray. He was disobedient. He knew very well that God was speaking to him. He just wasn't listening to God. Okay, are you the disobedient sheep today? Verse 1, the word of the Lord came to Jonah. So he spoke to him. He said, oh, hold on. Son to, he came to Jonah, son of Amittai, I think. Okay, I don't know how to say that. Go to this great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. Did he listen to God? I don't even have to read the whole book to you. I'm going to explain the whole book to you, give you a little overview if you don't know the book of Jonah. But I could just stop there, and you just know he's messed up. He did not listen to God. Now, here's the thing. I'm being funny, but there are some of you who are in rebellion right now. And there's some of you who are being disobedient to the call of God in your life. And you know so well that he spoke to you of where he wants you to go and what he wants you to do, but you're just not listening. So who here does not know the, know the story of Jonah? Be honest. Anybody? Anybody? Amen? Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your honesty. I love you guys so much. That's, that's awesome to me. You, you're going to know. The book of Jonah generally, I want you guys when, on your free time, I want you to read it on your own. I want you to read it on your own after today, okay? Make it a goal. Okay, Jonah heard the word of the Lord. He did not listen to God. He rebelled. He, what happened to Jonah? He got swallowed by, quote, unquote, a whale. It wasn't a whale. It was a big fish. We don't know if it was a whale. Maybe it was a whale, whatever. But he got swallowed because he did not listen to God. He was on a ship, you know, he was on a ship, and a storm came, and he was sleeping, and they're like, what are you doing sleeping? There's a storm, and God's angry at us. Who, like, like they, and then they cast lots to find out who it was. And they're like, it's him. It's him. Get him. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm a Jew. I, I believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And yeah, it's totally me. I, I wasn't listening to God. Throw me off. They threw him off. He went into the ocean. He got swallowed by the whale. And what did he do in the belly of the whale? Does anyone know? He prayed. And it wasn't, it wasn't, like, it wasn't like, God, I'm right. I don't know why you put me here. I don't know why I'm here, God. No. When he rebelled, he realized why he was in that circumstance. And what did he do? He repented. He repented for his rebellion, and he got back on track. So he repented. Then he became obedient. And there was fruit because he went to Nineveh, and he went to the people. He preached to them, and he says, you got to fast. you got to fast. you got to turn to God. Repent. Turn from your wicked ways. It's wrong. And the people are like, oh, my gosh, we got to change. The king was like, okay, we got to do this. We got to change. And there was fruit. But guess what? Jonah didn't like that. He didn't like that for some reason. There was fruit. And he still was like, God, why do you love them? For real. They're sinners. Why don't you just destroy them? Pretty much that was his heart. The, The Bible says that the Lord had compassion on them. The Lord had compassion on them. When he saw how they wanted to change, they were like, 
you know, okay, we're going to fast. We're going to do this. They did it, and they were going after God. And guess what? God was having mercy. But Jonah was like, God, I don't know why. I don't know why. Okay? So he gets upset at God's compassion, and but God, God's like, I do what I want pretty much. And, and the Lord took care of Jonah in his circumstance. You know, if you know, he, God grew a vine over him when he was in the desert in the heat. But then he, he um, sent a worm to eat up the vine that, that was covering him. So then when the sun came back out, he was, like, being burnt. And he's like, oh, God, why? why? Like, why isn't the vine there anymore? And he got upset, had, had a, little, a little hissy fit. Yeah. Why isn't the vine there? Like, like it helps. Now, now let me connect this to you, disobedient sheep. God has called some of you in here to go to school, to go to ministry, to do ministry, sorry, to help somebody, to speak to somebody, to pray for somebody, to go to a nation this summer, and you're fighting with God, okay? You're being rebellious, and you're probably right now either at the forefront of your bad situation about to happen, your whale about to swallow you, or you're in the whale right now. And what God wants you to know, and when I'm, when I'm saying your whale, obviously you all are not in the whale. I know you guys are smart. What I mean is the problems in your life. You cannot get, you can't get a job. You can't, and I, I'm not saying that God always does it like that. But what I want to make clear is that some of you are facing hardship and you're wondering why. And God's saying it's because you're not listening to me. Get back on the right track. And I think the thing is about the, the disobedient sheep is that you know you're not going the right way. That's the difference between the disobedient sheep and the stray sheep. The stray sheep kind of knows they're going the wrong way, but they're kind of confused. The disobedient sheep, which is who I'm speaking to right now, you know you're supposed to be doing something with the gifts that God has given you, and you're not doing it. You're being disobedient, and God's trying to tell you, listen to me, repent. And I will forgive you, and I will have grace on you, and I will give you the chance to get back on track. So, get back on track today. Get back on track today. So, to the obedient today, the obedient sheep, I want to say to you that God loves you clearly and that you're faithful. Now, stay faithful and don't be bitter about the other sheep. Love them. Love those who are falling astray and those who are being disobedient, love them and encourage them, correct them, okay? Don't be all self-righteous and stuff like I'm holier than you, but be there. Now to the stray, stop going to the darkness. Stop returning to your filth, to your sin, and come to God because you know what? God is a good shepherd, and he takes care of his sheep. He takes care of his sheep. He's not going to... If you read Psalm 23, most of you are probably familiar with it from whatever background. He's going to lead you into green pastures. He's going to take you in the right path. He's going to bring awesome things into your life if you're obedient to him. But if you keep turning away from him, then the devil's going to eat you up. That wolf will eat you up. If you keep turning astray, that wolf will eat you up. And just so you know, disobedient ones, you're on the way to being astray. Okay? You might... You know, because you know very well that you're going the wrong way. You're on your way to falling because pride comes before the fall. Okay? You got to guard your walk with God. Don't think you're you're better than church. Don't think you're better than those who are leading you. Don't think you're better than than those who are up here with you. 
oh, they tried to encourage me. Stop. That voice. What was that? The flesh. Stop. You know, don't don't listen to that stuff. Don't listen to that. Be obedient. Be obedient today.